Gone are the days of knights and chivalry, and yet that hasn't changed God's vision of you as a man of valor. Today, pornography is a simple mouse click away, and sexual addiction is at an epidemic level. Dr. Mark Laser is an internationally known author and speaker, the leading Christian authority on sexual addiction, and the host of Faithful and True's online radio production, The Men of Valor Program. Welcome to The Men of Valor Program. On today's show, we're going to continue our series on the Ten Commandments. And uh, we had taken a very brief holiday hiatus last week, and we uh, thank you for your patience during that time off. Uh, but it's a new year, Mark, we're, and we're raring to go. We are raring to go, and we are uh, halfway through our series on the Ten Commandments, and today we're going to continue on with number... Commandment number six. Six, and uh, a couple of the commandments, uh, like two and four, have some lengthy explanations or elaborations, but six is pretty clear. You want to read it, Randy? Thou shalt not murder. Yeah, that was a tough read, wasn't yeah, it? Was, <laughs> and I thought I delivered it quite smoothly. Well, you did. And uh, so let's unpack this a little bit because uh, it seems pretty clear, you know, and we all understand, you know, the crime of uh, committing murder. And uh, it's not, you know, hard to understand that God would have a commandment against it. Uh, but there has been a lot of, uh, I think, speculation about how widespread this is about killing. And uh, there's a lot of people that have kind of run with this and uh, ex- extrapolated from this uh, commandment and, and said that God forbids a lot of different kinds of kill, killing. So we, we need to get a little bit more specific about this. Well, when you broaden the subject like that, and then you start to realize that it takes things into consideration like capital punishment, right. you know, and that right. sort of thing, and you went, oh, well, is that murder? Well, you know, it all is depending right. on how you're right. approaching that subject. Right. Uh, and I don't think that we plan on going to uh, a show-long uh, discussion of capital punishment, uh, yay or nay, today, but well, we did, we could, because I do have a definite opinion about that. But maybe I'll get into that in a minute. Yeah, that but, would. Uh, uh, I would not be. I would not object to that. Good, uh, <laughs> uh, but I do think uh, you know, toward the uh, back side of our show, we need to make sure that we understand the implications of this for uh, the main population that we uh, minister to, uh, those that have committed. Uh, marital infidelity. So, um, But let's start out with just uh, uh, kind of a brief understanding that a lot of people look at this and say, well, you know, there's a whole lot of killing in the Old Testament. You know, there are some really, uh, this is kind of a currently fad word, funky <clears throat> stories uh, in the Old Testament where uh, we, we really tend to wonder, Joshua, for example, uh, you know, after the Battle of Jericho, there was some guy there, Achan, who uh, actually stole some of the uh, treasure from Jericho and hid it in his tent. And the punishment for that crime was rather severe. Uh, Achan was killed, uh, executed, and uh, so was the rest of his family, uh, which uh, seems rather severe. Uh, and uh, so there's a lot of other killing. There's wars, of, of course, uh, 
And uh, certainly when we get into the time of the judges and the kings and so forth, <clears throat> there's a lot of war, there's a lot of killing, there's a lot of retribution. And uh, so uh, it's it's kind of clear from that that there there must be some distinctions about, you know, the word murder even in uh, Hebrew. And basically the word uh, in Hebrew for murder really talks about unjust killing. So thou shalt not commit an unjust killing. And uh, that's where we get into a lot of ethical conversations about what is just and what is uh, not just. Well, there's even that uh, line of distinction between the word kill and the word murder. Right. So uh, there have even been those who have said uh, uh, that we can't kill animals, which, you know, uh, obviously uh, we've just gone through, you know, the 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 fall and early winter hunting seasons here in the uh, upper Midwest and throughout the country. And there's been a lot of guys in our groups that uh, have killed a lot of deer and uh, a couple guys who actually uh, killed some elk and uh, take great pride in their ability to be out there and hunt, stalk, and, and kill and provide food for their family. And of course, you know, we read in the book of Genesis that uh, God gave uh, uh, human beings dominion over all the animals of the earth. So, I, you know, it's clear that, you know, we're not really in this commandment talking about killing of animals. Animals, but, right. But remember, it's just killing. Mm-hmm. And I know that uh, I've had enough friendship in the Native American community, and I've really learned a lot from them that, you know, we don't go out and kill just for recreation like this uh, guy that got himself into a whole lot of trouble, this local dentist here that went over to Africa on some kind of a fun safari and killed this very popular lion that even had a name. Well, you know, he was not killing that lion for the food. Uh, He was killing that lion for the sport of it. And as a trophy. And as a trophy, and he was going to mount the head and do all of that. One of the arguments this guy made in response to all of this is that uh, he donated the carcass of this uh, lion to actually a local tribe there in Africa that does, in fact, use uh, the uh, carcass for food and for clothing, and that uh, it was therefore justified, and that a lot of these lions so terrorize local tribes, that uh, the local tribes people actually considered it to be a great blessing yeah, to them. Yeah, a life-saving uh, uh, measure by him. That right? he had done that. We don't need to get too far afield here, here, but let's just reiterate that, you know, killing is, you know, for just uh, causes. And our Native American friends remind us that when we kill uh, an animal, it should be for the purpose of food and provision and You know, that kind of thing. Right. Well, let's take our break right now, Mark, because then uh, when we come back, it'll give us the opportunity to jump into the heart of the matter and and, uh, the manner in which you'd like to approach this commandment today. You're listening to Dr. Mark Laser, and this is the Men of Valor program. How fickle my heart and how woozy my eyes. I struggle to find any truth in your lies And now my heart stumbles on things I don't know My weakness I feel I must finally show Do you struggle with the use of pornography? 
Faithful and True is a Christian-based counseling center specializing in the treatment of sexual addiction and compulsive behavior issues. Our well-trained staff has the highest levels of clinical expertise combined with personal experience to understand and effectively treat your sexual addiction. We have a proven track record for helping men who are seeking a transformation in their lives. Our Men of Valor three-day intensive workshops, led by Dr. Mark Laser and Dr. Greg Miller, are the most effective and affordable treatment program in the country. Our workshop alumni rate our workshops as life-changing. We also offer workshops for spouses and couples. If you're ready to make a change in your life and are seeking a treatment program provided by the top Christian experts in the sexual addiction field, visit us today at faithfulandtrue.com to learn more. That's faithfulandtrue.com. Time now for the Trigger of the Week. Trigger of the Week, Randy. Uh, we have this friend uh, in uh, Florida that sent us several, and uh, we mentioned one on our last broadcast. As I did uh, with his first uh, offering to us, uh, I'm going to kind of adjust it for a, a more general population. But the Trigger of the Week to me is when our culture uh, we, we run across people in culture, friends, colleagues, associates, that uh, are culturally judgmental uh, if, we, uh, if we don't accept uh, some of the norms of the direction that culture is moving. So, you know, we all had a lesson this past year that uh, if we think as Christians that there might be a problem with some of this transgender stuff, uh, uh, if we think there might be some uh, prescription or uh, prohibition that God has commanded us to around sexual identity issues or sexual attraction issues like even homosexuality, that we're not getting supported as Christians in our uh, moral beliefs. Now, at the same time, coming from the other direction, I think another trigger that we could be for those of the men in our population that have struggled with same-sex attraction uh, and so forth, that there's there's a lot of judgment from the church coming at them. And uh, uh, the the rejection of uh, the, the natural struggle that they perceive themselves to be in can be very triggering, very shaming for them. So I think we need to look at this from both directions. And as, as Christians, we're, we're called to be true to biblical teaching. And at the same time, uh, we... Uh, particularly in terms of our population, are commanded to be non-judgmental and, and understanding. And that's oftentimes a fine balance. But on either side of that equation, uh, I think uh, we can get very triggered. Right. Well, it's, uh, it's unique as we look at today's world, and, and there just seems to be, as time proceeds, an awakening of or a broadening of people's outlook uh, as some of these issues become to be uh, become more and more uh, acceptable in the culture. 
That's right. So we, we need to know as Christians that in terms of our moral beliefs about the sanctity of marriage, uh, the sanctity of life in terms of abortion, and which will get us back into the topic today about thou shalt not commit murder, but uh, our, uh, our belief that marriage should be between a man and a woman and so forth, uh, we are at the current time not going to get a lot of cultural support about that. Um, and for those that have struggled with uh, gender issues and attraction issues, um, they're not going to get a lot of uh, grace or uh, friendship from the church. So I think a lot of our churches are, are really struggling with how to be uh, supportive and uh, accepting and loving of people who have struggled with these issues while at the same time remaining true to biblical principles. Excellent point. Well, let's get back to today's topic as we continue our series on the Ten Commandments. Uh, right. Today's show is based on commandment number six, which is uh, thou shalt not murder. Well, and one of the, uh, the, uh, the issues that has been obviously very pronounced in our culture over the last, uh, I think now probably going on 50 years, maybe 40, I guess, in terms of the Supreme Court decision, Roe versus Wade, uh, which uh, basically allowed for there to be legalized abortion in our country. I think those of us that are uh, solidly uh, Christian, uh, and by the way, by that I, I, I mean a very broad ecumenical spectrum from uh, our most charismatic of friends to uh, our most uh, uh, Catholic friends to you know, uh, a wide variety of other denominations would would certainly not support abortion at any stage of a pregnancy, that we need to uh, believe as Christians that the killing of a life is uh, uh, murder, and uh, the Sixth Commandment tells us that that is something we should not do. I think that that topic alone makes... Uh, the common listener, and by common I just mean the the general population hearing that, uh, it's a unique and much more uh, in-depth way of looking at that commandment. That, that is right. And uh, like, like uh, we were talking about with the Trigger of the Week, I think uh, as we even say this, uh, I'm aware in our population that there you know, have been a number of couples who uh, in their pre-married life or in their post-married life have made a decision to have an abortion, and uh, we need to remember that there is grace, there is forgiveness, and that uh, if we accept the fact that uh, you know this was a an act of murder and that it's against God's commandments, you know if we're truly you know broken and repentant about it, there is certainly lots of grace. We are we are not condemning, we are not excluding, we are not judging. Uh, we know the crisis of many young teenagers who go through this and all of that. So, but, but let's be clear, there is no doubt that this commandment refers to the taking of a life and that uh, the Bible is very clear that life begins at conception. Uh, God has known us since the moment of conception, and he has begun to knit us in our mother's womb from that moment forward. He has been involved in our life, and that uh, abortion is definitely... Um, not uh, consistent with God's commandments. And once again, I marvel at the relevancy of, right. the, of the Ten Commandments, uh, right. you know, right. as we have fast-forwarded into our world in 2016, right. how these Ten Commandments apply to our lives and to our culture. That's right. We could get into this in terms of a whole show, but I think we should move on. Another 
topic that comes up is uh, capital punishment. And uh, we do know that uh, um, there has been generally, uh, in a lot of states, a movement away from that, but that there are still states where capital punishment is practiced. Um, There is the argument um, that I have heard made that capital punishment is a deterrent to crime, and there has actually been some research conducted which would suggest that in states where capital punishment is practiced, the uh, crime rate is uh, lower when it comes to uh, the murder type of crimes that uh, would uh, warrant the uh, capital punishment uh, uh, judgment. I kind of approach it from the fact that uh, when I was in seminary, one of the internships that I had was uh, being a prison chaplain at uh, the local state maximum security prison, Trenton State Prison in Trenton, New Jersey. And um, when I got there, the very tired chaplain uh, asked me, uh, you know, a 23-year-old, would I like to be assigned to work with the death row inmates? So um, I had a year's worth of weekly visits uh, with men on death row. And Um, I'm getting sad thinking about it because um, what I learned that year is that these guys were um, human beings and that uh, they uh, had, yes, uh, all of them committed egregious crimes. Uh, One of the guys that I visited had actually uh, murdered a uh, bank teller at the very same bank uh, where my wife Debbie was a bank teller. And so I remember the first day that I met him, I, I remember walking out of there thinking, uh, if the timing had been different, uh, that could have easily been Debbie. Uh, and yet, as I got to know this guy over time, you know, I heard his story, which was replete with uh, lots of early uh, life uh, abuse, physically and sexually, a lot of uh, in, internal anger and rage. And uh, also, as I visited with him as a chaplain, I, I knew that he had become a Christian and that he was uh, deeply repentant. And uh, I asked these guys, and you know, I, there was a number of the ones that I visited with, that you know, when you were pulling that trigger, uh, committing your crimes, did, did the thought cross your mind that this could result in you at some point being executed? And uh, I just remember the laughter, you know, that they responded with. Well, of course not, Mark. If we had thought about consequences, you know, we wouldn't have done it. So um, I personally don't think that uh, capital punishment is uh, much of a deterrent to crime. I also believe that uh, uh, that God is a forgiving God and that, you know, uh, these these people you know, deserve to be incarcerated. Some of them remain dangerous. Uh, but I'm not I'm not really um, myself a fan of uh, capital punishment. Well, it, first of all, as I'm listening to you uh, share that with us, I'm struck by the fact that should time ever permit it, it's, it sounds like a fantastic subject for you to write a book on. Well, yeah. Uh, that, that would be, that experience is so unique uh, yeah. to you. Uh, and uh, and those experiences with those men, uh, it may shed a, a whole different light on that subject for for the readers of such a book. So, well, uh, you know, I I want to be clear that 
if I was in some situation with a terrorist or uh, some guy committing a, a crime and, uh, uh, you know, uh, other people were in danger of, of being killed and um, loved ones of mine were in danger of being killed or I was in danger of being killed, uh, I would have no hesitation whatsoever <laughs> to, to uh, do what I needed to do, uh, uh, in, including pulling my own trigger uh, to prevent that. And, but that goes back to the spirit of the commandment uh, that there are times when there are just reasons for uh, uh, killing, and uh, that is not murder. We then come, of course, to war, and that's another part of this topic. And uh, if we remember, again, the central principle that the Hebrew term here is about just killing and, and unjust killing, and unjust killing is murder, um, then we have to remember that there have been lots of wars that that have been fought because the powers of evil, uh, like the Second World War, uh, in which uh, we now know well over uh, uh, seven million Jews were killed, and uh, a war needed to be fought to to stop uh, an incredibly evil uh, tyranny uh, in Germany. That you know that war was a just war. This is the problem we got into uh, in my generation with the Vietnam War. I mean, people didn't feel like the killing that was going on over there was justified. Was justified. Uh, we're not here today to uh, pontificate about you know what is a just war and what is not a just war. We're just talking about the fact that there is provision within this commandment for there to be just killing uh, or just warfare. So... Uh, by the way, I, I imagine that you know we may get as much response to this whole show as as we do to some of the others. But there's a lot of ethical pieces to this. There's a lot of feelings attached to this one. But uh, we're simply uh, like we do in all of our shows, just trying to uh, raise conversations. Right. Start with, start a conversation with right. our listeners and start internal reflections. And um, in that regard, I, I would like to, as we come to the end of our show today, to uh, really challenge um, the, the listeners that, that by and large reflect our population that there are ways to kill a person physically, um, and there are certainly, I think, ways to kill a person emotionally and even spiritually. So one of the ways that I've always talked about this historically uh, is that uh, when we addicts who have uh, you know committed infidelity of, of at whatever level, uh, whether it's you know across the flesh line with another person or whether it's you know simply looking at pornography, that infidel infidelity is uh, an act of murdering uh, the spirit of our spouse, and uh, I've. Obviously, at this point, talk to thousands of spouses, and the effect on them is uh, profound. Uh, uh, they feel like their marriage has been killed, their their loyalty has been uh, killed, their uh, love of their spouse has been murdered, so to speak. And you know, Debbie and I obviously have talked a lot about this one too. So uh, I'm trying to not necessarily speak for Debbie, but to kind of reflect out loud some of the things that we've talked about that that uh, so oftentimes we get men here who have said to us, uh, uh, well, I was only looking at pornography uh, and uh, so forth. Well, 
that's really not that egregious. And um, the point I'm trying to make here today is that uh, if you consider the fact that you're living with, uh, I'm speaking to the men now primarily, if you're living with a uh, woman who, you know, all of her life since she was a little girl wanted to be loved and cherished and nurtured and chosen as the only one in uh, a man's life, and uh, uh, has just valued that, loved that, depended on that, then uh, when you're looking at uh, other women, even if it's only in picture form, and you are lusting after that woman, and we're going to come to Commandment 7 next week, but uh, if you've only lusted after that, think about the damage that it's doing, perhaps even killing uh, your wife's spirit. So uh, we come to that same critical juncture here where I don't want the men that are listening to this uh, to now uh, have a shame attack. Uh, but, I, but I do want them to remember this, that uh, as, they, as they evaluate, anticipate, plan for, uh, stay in recovery, be accountable, that one of the motivations for that is that if you do remain pure, if you do remain sober, if you do remain sexually faithful, you are not committing murder. But if you relapse, slip, um, that is an act of killing someone's spirit. Uh, and it might be your own, actually, because uh, why, are, why are these commandments given to us? Uh, they're given to us so that uh, we emphasize a closer relationship with God. And any sin uh, of any nature is alienating us from uh, a true dependence on God. So um, with great grace and forgiveness, let's move forward uh, in our understanding of uh, this and, and all of the commandments. You must have been reading my mind because you have ended the show for us today uh, in a style and a fashion that I just recently, a week and a half ago, received an email from one of our loyal listeners. Yeah. And he was saying, I now I, I appreciate and benefit so greatly from the affirmations that Dr. Laser mm -hmm. shares with us yeah. so often on the show. Yeah. And uh, he he has started to journal them and, oh, and, and, and save them. And of course, this is actually even a, a product development idea that I've had for a while there, mm -hmm. where we would sit down with the purpose of creating mm -hmm. um, a, a, a journal or a, or a publication you know, of affirmations. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, so often you inadvertently or, or, or part of your, your in, internal uh, plan, you know, share an affirmation mm -hmm. uh, that applies today's message, today's show, today's theme, and you top it off with an affirmation that sends our listeners off into mm -hmm. their week going, remember what Dr. Laser said. And and right. uh, and so thank you for sharing that with us and, and turning this commandment kind of full circle. We, we went from, yeah. from uh, murder at its basis to murder of the spirit. Right. You know, and I, I think that that has made it so relevant for our loyal listeners today. 
You have been listening to Dr. Mark Laser. I'm Randy Everett, your co-host, and we thank you so much for joining us and sharing uh, this time together. We'd like to remind you, uh, we take for granted the fact that every month at Faithful and True, we offer the opportunity for any of you men who are struggling with sexual purity issues and struggling with pornography to uh, look into the Men of Valor workshop here at Faithful and True. Uh, we have an entire uh, page full of information and the opportunity to register for this workshop that we do every single month. And uh, so if you're looking for the help, we are here to help you. Uh, we hope that you've enjoyed today's show. We hope that this coming week is a week that's just filled with all kinds of blessings and great vision. You've been listening to the Men of Valor program with Dr. Mark Laser. For information about this program or to learn more about Faithful and True, visit us at faithfulandtrue.com. That's faithfulandtrue.com.